0: This is Alan with the Tunar in Baltimore. A gooner and a toffee walk into a bar. Decided to do a shit football podcast. You're
1: listening to the DU football show.
2: Welcome back, stud. Yes,
1: we're back. We're back. Yeah, we, well, we did a little something last week without you. No, I heard, but I'm back, and uh, all I needed was a week. I feel <laughs> energized, ready to rock. Let's do it. Let's talk about the new teams
2: that have all just recently gained promotion. Let's do it. Let's start the show.
3: Bowie, Maryland Fred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye And drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston Why fans have another Sam Ray K.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Stone of my lord Looks great in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Don't you do that Drunk united!
2: hello and welcome to the drunken united football show a completely biased recap of the english premier league as told by two common american schmucks i am your host sam houston and across the way from me is the beach bronzed Samuel Graham.
1: I am quite tan.
2: Hey, dear. hey you know what? <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter what I think of how you're doing. No, fuck you.
1: <laughs> I am quite tan and uh, just living the dream. Relaxed, feeling good. Oh, yeah. Big time.
2: You do that soccer player thing where like you pulled up your shorts and tanned the cat, the quads. Do you thingy. want me to
1: show you? No, I would prefer yes, you I not did. show
2: me. But
1: uh, although I have gained a fair couple pounds uh, during and not money during uh, lockdown <laughs> So I could only get them
2: halfway up the old thighs. Oh, I was just, uh, I was just gonna say from being at the beach because uh eating Mr. B's and uh eating <laughs> eating subs every day yeah. and drinking fifty fucking beers will add a few pounds no, to actually, your waistline. We
1: cooked a bunch. We only ate out three times and all of that was takeout to bring home, of course. Because right, of course Ocean City's a local COVID hotspot. Yeah, no shit. Um, so we did a lot of staying in the house and a lot of just beach and pool. And was that a, was it. It was a lot of Baltimore wine. Too oh, <laughs> <yeah.
2: laughs> much Baltimore wine.
1: We, uh, we stepped onto the boardwalk twice. And by we, I mean me. And once with Tegan. And uh, it was only at 9th Street because that is the secondary and much slower Thrashers French Fries location. So, cut so cut park the, the fries, car, get the, the fries, out. get back in the car, drive home. <laughs> Excellent. Those are the only two times we touched the boardwalk because I refuse to go to Ocean City and not buy Thrashers. That's true. You do kind of have to have those French fries. hundred percent. I'm also going to inquire about opening up a franchise in Midtown where it would be even
2: safer for people to get French fries from. Probably. Probably. Yep. We're recording at Studio <laughs> H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, share with your footballing friends. And Sam, should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Absolutely. You can get in touch with us on social media, at
1: Football Show on all the major ones, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, no fake news here, by the way. Only alleged speculation. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then you can get in touch with us by email at dufootballshow at gmail.com, which we welcome all of that. As long as you like us on Facebook, you'll also get an invite to our closed group, a Drunkard United FC, which is where we do most of our shit talk.
2: All um, the fuckery.
1: Yeah. All the shithousery uh, yes. happens in there. So uh, make sure you give us a like on Facebook. You'll in, uh, be involved in that group. And then you can see a bunch of the pictures and, and bullshit that we share and talk about and interact with people that we, uh, that we talk about on the show all the time.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Or Sam, as I always like to say, even during the COVID era, you can just drive your happy ass in here, which is the case of today. We have David with us david how you doing good sir i'm awesome
0: thanks for having me you sanitize everything so uh, we're good to go wonderful and it's always uh, easier when he's been working from home too yeah true nice. so uh david who do you support i'm a fan of the mighty whites uh the mighty Leeds united careful we're in america
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, the, it's the color of the kit the home kit uh,
2: <laughs> jk <a>
1: jk unfortunate <laughs> nickname I'll
2: give myself that, snaps, you guys. <laughs> that kind of already answers my question for me. How have you managed getting through life thus far, being able to <laughs> breathe and walk and chew gum at the same time? <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, we're doing something fun today. What do we got? We are. So from Houston's
1: Cave of Curious Cocktails, we have actually a classic Ooh. cocktail um, and not so curious uh, at all, to be honest with you. It is Houston's Rock and Rye, uh, in which you used Whistle Pig Rye uh, single barrel samples that you had left over from your time with that lovely company. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bring them back, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in this cocktail, uh, they were all ten year old samples, ranging between 107 and 120 proof. Um, you used cinnamon, clove, orange peel, and rock candy to make these cocktails. Uh, like I said, they were all 10-year-old samples. They, uh, If you were to buy the whiskey by themselves, they would run you about $85.99 to $89.99, uh, plus the cost, obviously, of the cinnamon and clove, the candy, and an orange.
2: Yep. So I did a little something different with it as well. Um, so I just did the obvious clove and cinnamon with the rock candy, and then the varied different samples of single barrels that I had ranged from 107 to like 120, something like that. Put those in let those sit in a dark space for uh, a couple of days, pulled them back out, put another rock candy in. Then I did the orange peel. I also did two orange slices and one lemon slice. I wanted to make sure it didn't come off tasting like a, uh, a rye equivalent of Grand Marnier. I didn't want it yeah, to be overly enough. orange. So I wanted some of that citrus to kind of shine through and balance it out. For my first attempt, I was pretty happy with it. I'd, I, I think next go around, I'm going to go one cinnamon stick instead of two cinnamon sticks. Cinnamon comes through real big
1: on the nose. Yep. Yeah, that's you.
2: And then I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, add a little bit of nutmeg to it as well. I think that would probably be a really nice touch. But Speaking of That's really sp- good. Thank you. It
1: is, right? Speaking of random spices, uh, while I was gone, I was watching Family Feud, of course, because there's nothing else on <laughs> late night TV, and we had nowhere to go. Right. Um. And so
2: how many women embarrass Steve Harvey by talking about sex? A ton. Yeah, <laughs>
1: But it was uh, the funny thing was um, about how something smelled. I don't remember the exact question. It was, you know, if you had to do something, what would it smell like? And some <laughs> woman said paprika. And Steve Harvey was like, the fuck does paprika even <laughs> smell like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it. very funny. Very funny. It just when you said nutmeg, it just put me in that place. All right, well, I really don't care, man. I'm still on beach time.
2: Heard still on beach time. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Let me guess. Today was a bit of a struggle getting through work, oh, and getting t- them orders in.
1: I had Tegan with me, too.
2: Oh, made it a little tougher, huh? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, David, as a parting gift, that little uh, miniature flask there is yours to take home of the rock and rye. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. I'm going to drink the hell out of that.
1: Look at that. He even, right, signed, it. He even signed it for you. Guys, remember it's to drink responsibly, will you?
2: How about that? Check out <laughs> Sam Graham. Still remembering to be socially responsible. I I start it. You start it. (laughs) Yeah, because if I make it big, you get angry at me. If I make it small, you don't notice it. You know, just it's it's a big, big old problem. Yeah. (laughs) July eighteenth, 2020. The day the world began its epic collapse. COVID? No. Zombie apocalypse? No. Leeds fucking United win the championship and gain automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 16 year absence. Graham, how about you uh, give us a little look at the history of Leeds United?
1: Absolutely. So Leeds play at Elland Road. Uh, they have since 1919 as this iteration of the club, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, that that uh, stadium was built in 1897 has a capacity now of 37,890, uh, which af- was after their final expansion in
2: 1994. And as we've already learned, have the unfortunate nickname of the All Whites. Yeah. <laughs> the Mighty Whites. The Mighty Whites. The Mighty Whites. The mighty whites. Yeah. Ooh, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah the All Whites was. Um, was Tranmere is the All Whites. Yes. New Zealand's the All Blacks. The soccer team's
0: the All Whites. Ah, that,
2: no that, shit. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Chris, Chris Wood. Chris Wood, form, on, former
0: lead striker. Chris Wood. scored thirty goals in sixteen seventeen, I believe.
1: Damn. He yeah, but that was in like league one, wasn't it? It was championship. You're in championship. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Uh all right. So this iteration of the club was formed in nineteen nineteen after the dissolution of Leeds City Football Club uh, by the football league and subsequent uh subsequently took over Ellen Road along with a local amateur team. Uh, This disbanding came after allegations of illegal payments made to players during the First World War, and Leeds City FC were forced to sell all of their players. Uh, That all happened under the tutelage of soon-to-be Arsenal manager, one of the greatest in our history, Herbert Chapman. uh, To bring it back to myself, Um,
2: Arsenal agenda,
1: (laughs) uh, and to help keep them afloat, Huddersfield Town's uh, chairman, actually Huddersfield Town chairman uh, Hilton Crowther, Crowther. something like that, loaned them 35,000 pounds to be repaid when Leeds won promotion to the first-tier football. Um,
2: they probably couldn't afford that now, could they?
1: Probably not, to be honest with <laughs> uh, They got to play for all the, the cleanup of Bielsa Land naked in the physio's room.
2: Hey, we uh, got that Premier League money.
0: We're <laughs> rolling in it now. He's just <laughs> swimming in a tub of ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a tub of ones. Oh, that'd be hard, though. Pound notes are, uh, oh, are, are coins. Right. They are. <laughs> They're coins. They don't have dollar ones like we do. They're paper ones. I lost my place. Uh, Leeds United was then formed uh, and was only and then voted at the time when they were formed. I'm sorry. Was only voted into the Midlands League and had to work their way back up to the first tier. Uh, It only took a year until they were voted into the Football League in general in 1920. And they won promotion just four years later in 1924. Uh, For the first few years back up, they were a bit of a yo-yo club finally establishing themselves in the top flight for, uh, for the most part in the years leading up to the Second World War. After selling off their best player for a world record fee at the time to Juventus, Leeds was then relegated uh, a season or two later. That resulted in financial difficulties, which almost saw them relegated to the third division uh, at the time would have been completely ruining, and they would have been obscure for, for, uh, from then on out. Uh, but a win on the final day saw them stay up. Don Revie who was their coach, the manager at the t- uh, the manager at that time, I'm sorry, implemented changes such as implementing a youth policy and changing their strip to all white uh, in the style of Ma- uh, Real Madrid, and the era of the Yorkshire Cunts began. <laughs> From, the-
0: <laughs> yeah, Don Revi, uh, loved by Leeds fans, hated by most everyone else.
1: It so fits the bill of Leeds,
0: and the he had a. Unsuccessful spell as the manager of England, which didn't help. But he's pretty much the enemy of the Damned United. If you've ever seen the Damned yes.
1: United, uh, I, I've not seen the movie. I know the premise of the movie. And Brian Clough, when it saved the club from that, uh, a few years later.
0: Well, he was there for ninety days and he sucked. Who? Because he hated Leeds. Brian Clough. Oh and no, he it was Nottingham not Forest. Brian forest. Clough was
1: a fantastic yeah. person. Of yeah, he went to Sorry.
0: Forest. They won two European championships.
1: Blended two stories yeah. together. Yeah. My bad. Um, do do Don Reeves, there we go. It's not
2: Arsenal, so you don't pay (laughs) attention to much of anything. That's hard
1: to keep track. Uh from that point, three first division championships, five runners up, seven promotions back into the first tier. Uh four of those were winners of at the time the second division and now the championship. Uh one FA Cup, one League Cup, two community shields, two Winter City Fairs Cup, which was the precursor to the UEFA Cup and the Europa League, one runner up. Uh, medal in that uh, competition as well. One UEFA Cup runners up medal and one European Cup runners up, um, which, we which they lost to Bayern Munich in a bit of a debacle. We were robbed.
0: That, <laughs> that referee was, I, that was the last match he ever refereed because he was so horrible.
1: That was the famous everyone on lead shaved their heads. Oh, okay. For that. And they were all bald for that final. Mm-hmm. Um, some say it was on a bender in the buildup that they decided to do that. Others say it was in support of another player that they did that. Mm-hmm. So we'll never know. All I know is their nickname is the Mighty Whites, and they all shaved their heads before the biggest game in their history.
2: They... <laughs> Yeah, that, that just does not add up well. <laughs> but they were playing the Germans. So. That, true. Fair <laughs> enough. Maybe they just wanted to fit in. Uh, wait. <laughs> um,
1: they have had some wonderful players and managers over the years uh, as well. George Graham, uh, another Ars- uh, uh, soon-to-be Arsenal coach, uh, played for them. Dennis Irwin, the Irishman. Eddie Gray. Uh, Rio Ferdinand, you know, the old Manchester United great, played for Leeds. Uh, coming up, the Arsenal uh, – one of Arsenal's greatest ever goalkeepers, David Seaman, old safe hands played there. The late great Gary Speed. They got Wales back uh, to being a respectable nation on the international stage. Um, that football wise, mm-hmm. that Wales is a great country anyway. Brian Clough, of course, uh, coach there, although had a terrible time, ninety days as you said, and uh, and then went on to do great things with Nottingham Forest. Uh, Terry Venables, uh, future England manager, uh, was there. Ian Rush, uh, who was very famous
2: for doing things at Liverpool after yep. that. Ian, Ian Rush was the main striker during the 84, 85, 86, 87 seasons when them and Everton were going back and forth, exchanging yeah. titles.
0: Yep. And an excellent, excellent mustache.
2: First class. Had a good tash. Yeah, Even Ian Sam Rush. has to admit yeah. it. Yeah. Sam H. Yeah, in those, in those
1: days, he had a good tash.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a good tash for a cunt. Go, <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> the old musty was uh, was getting it on. Um, but uh, the last fact about Leeds is everyone loves to fucking hate them.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty it's much true. Well, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Leeds is the third largest city in all of England. Correct? I think it's it's close. It's four? like Leeds, Manchester, and Liverpool are
0: all about the same size. Right. I and thought
2: Newcastle a- was up there as well. Okay, could be. I, I just, thought and
0: Sheffield's <laughs> up there. So it's like London's way up there in one. Birmingham's right. way up there in two. And then and then
1: three, four, five, six, kind of. They're
0: all pretty close. Yeah. Right. But and Leeds. a lot of
1: people don't know that for Leeds. Yeah.
0: There are one, and they're a one-club city, so they're massive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is basically the Midlands version of Newcastle.
2: Yeah, Not precisely. that your club
1: is run like a shit show, although it is. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. The This is how we talk about Newcastle's a big club, and, and yeah. this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is the Midlands version of that story, essentially. Um, it's just they don't have Mike Ashley, which is a very big step in the right direction. Right. <laughs>
0: We had some pretty comparable owners before, but
2: thankfully they're on the right track. 100%.
0: Um,
2: So before we get into some of the questions, talk about when the club went down uh, 16 years ago and then kind of what just happened, because everything, I mean, the wheels fell off the bus completely, correct? Oh, yeah.
0: So this was before I became a fan. but So I believe it was 2002, they made the Champions League semifinals, and two years later... They went down. Uh, the owner at the time, Peter Risdale, had like mortgaged the future, spent too much on players, money he didn't have. You know, with you know, they made the Champions League semifinals, so he thought, oh, we're gonna make the Champions League every year, right? And when that didn't happen, it, it just went to shit, and then he had to sell everybody
2: and that you know it was just did you guys end up all the way down in league 2 or was it only league 1 that you dropped all the way down to league 1 okay. was as far as well, they went
1: the other thing the, the other crazy story about Leeds in general I mean when I first started following football they were in the, an established premier league
2: club oh god yeah
1: um but they won remember the final first division title before mm-hmm. the premier league was formed Right, so they were still a huge club. They were mm-hmm. still a very big club. It was Liverpool in 1991 and Leeds in 91-92. So they were being talked about in the same conversation as Liverpool, Manchester United, and having those sorts of resources, having those sorts of um, that sort of history and and prestige playing for the club. Right. So and then it all literally all went to shit sixteen years ago. So a funny
0: story. Mm-hmm. The last time Liverpool won the title, Leeds went up from the second division, and now here we are. Thirty years later, Liverpool wins the title. Leeds come up from the second division. So,
1: which one of you is Abe Lincoln and which one is Lee Harvey Oswald? Wrong one, man. Killer. <laughs> what? John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, correct. That's what I meant. <laughs> what? See, I did. Oh my god, I. Lead I sh- didn't even realize I did that, and that's the whole JFK thing. <laughs> Lead yeah, shot first. Yeah, Shit, on? the world's about to explode. Lead shot first. There you go. <laughs> Lead shot
2: first.
1: I love it. Fair enough.
0: But uh, it's funny you say that. Because I heard a stat, they're actually 13th on the all-time Premier League table, and they've been out of the league for 16 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and this I think this goes back to money. Just say it's that like, the old days of the first division where teams could come up and be competitive doesn't happen very often, right? Right, and that's a, a actually a very fun stat, but I think it has a lot to do with the money. When it, when you talk about the when the Champions League was formed and the television rights money started coming in you had a very clear divide between the top four and the rest of the league. And now there's certain things have happened, you know, consistent Europa League places have gotten teams some money. Now you see Tottenham up there. Now you see Leicester (laughs) won the league, a couple Champions League seasons. Mm -hmm. Now they have some money. Now you have... City
2: and Chelsea suddenly get incredibly rich owners that put a lot... Just before financial fair play, dad. Right. And they're able to really build up their team. So... So now you look at this league and, as a top six, top seven. Well, shit. Ten teams. Right. Ten teams could be in Europe. I think in Europe, even, yes, Yeah, You yes, look yes, at this yes. season, this upcoming season. Now, I think of those ten, you're going to say maybe five or six are playing for top four. But the other four or five, they're playing for Europe. They got a chance at it. And as we've seen, the worst team in the league in Norwich can beat one of the best teams in the league in Man City. Or one of the worst teams in the league in Watford can beat Liverpool on any fucking day. That's just right. what the league has become.
1: No, Absolutely. And, um, and with that, that kind of forming of the boys club, if you will, that country club at the top, um, you had clubs like Leeds that just started to fall away. You had clubs like, you know, in, in the moment. Yeah. But their tradition, right? Newcastle, same thing. Their tradition says that in the all-time table, if you look at every yeah. club that's ever been in the Premier League, they still
2: fare very well. Yeah, um, New- and, and Newcastle wins and losses. Uh, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham. Those are all teams that had gone down at some point to the championship. That were teams that pretty much were perennial top flight teams all the fucking time. Yeah, you know, maybe not necessarily successful in the case of uh Newcastle or West Ham. Well, I mean, what Newcastle had its successes, but those teams were stalwarts, and we've seen in the last ten years those clubs go down. You know, we we saw it happen with Newcastle more recently, and we saw it happen with West Ham as well, about what about eight, ten years ago, no, eight or nine it, years less ago? less
1: than It's yeah. probably five or six years ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, the, the Dildo brothers are still in charge. Yeah.
2: Now uh let's get let's get well, into more of the before the questions.
1: Yes. I have one more final dig. Yes. Um can you please name me the four clubs in England that have curse words in their name? Okay, well Arsenal, Arse. Arse. Scunthorpe. Cunt, right, <laughs> Fucking Man United fucking man united yeah
2: and Leeds united fucking, fucking cunts. cunts
1: Leeds united <laughs> football club is not football club actually stands for fucking yeah it's pretty true much. it's on the
2: badge <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right that was in, it final in, dig now we'll in be country curious. we
2: thought we thrive is what it says in latin <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there, there you go taylor you have another homework assignment figure out the la- translation in country we thrive <laughs> god i'd love to name the show that but we can't <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Because Apple are a bunch of prudes.
2: Yeah. So right. David, what brought you to the team? What what made you a lead supporter?
0: So I've always been a big soccer fan. I've played since I was five, but I never had a kind of European club to follow. And I was always I always watched, you know, the US national team. And then there started to be more soccer on television and I didn't have a team and I was trying to think of, you know, who should I support. And I had been
2: playing as Leeds on FIFA in my career mode. I was like, fuck it. I'll be a Leeds fan. You'd be you'd be surprised how many people you talk to that it was FIFA that got them into their club, and then they start watching their club, and by the end of the season, they're just like, yep, that's it. I that's love it. them. Yep. That's my team. I fucking love them. It's my case. Uh, Tim brought me to the club for Everton, but by the end of the year, I was more in love with Leighton Baines and, and Timmy Cahill and, and the team. I, that was it. By the end, I fell in love with them.
0: Oh, yeah. Timmy Cahill is great like the australian mm-hmm. you love love an australian yep, okay. or news or a kiwi
1: <laughs> i just i was just listening to another podcast on the way over here and they were talking about um a friend of one of the hosts was on a plane from uh somewhere in australia to sydney mm-hmm. and you know how pilots always come on and they got that hey everybody uh we're gonna be cruising up to ten thousand feet and uh just sit back, relax, kick your feet up. We'll arrive about uh, 635, and it's about 73 degrees, 82% humidity there. Everything's are going to be fine. You know, they have that very yeah, calming, yeah. nice yeah. presence. This Australian pilot got on. I was like, Oi, we're going to Sydney. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <Is> that- <laughs> so you just think about Australians being super laid back and just yeah. gung-ho, right? And then <laughs>
2: And he shared this oy, anecdote oy, about we're his oy, We're going to Sydney.
1: It's like <laughs> fuck. Who's in the cockpit?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, my my first uh, memories of uh, Leeds United, Vinny Fucking Jones. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> choking a motherfucker on the field. <laughs>
1: yeah, very dunk esque. You would remember that. Well,
2: I will. Well, I watched him from. Uh, you know, I I knew him as the actor, and I knew he was a professional right, footballer. Foot snatch yeah. And
1: snatch uh, and. A lock, lock stock stock, and, yeah. a
2: lock stock and two smoking barrels. And so I went back and, you know, did an image search on him. And the first thing that popped up for him was him as a player choking a motherfucker <laughs> in a Leeds jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so when everybody talked about Leeds, I'm like, oh, that's the team that's got motherfuckers that choke somebody. That's oh, exactly. Yeah, I know fucking that. get it. So um, the next one's kind of a trick question because um You know, when I when I looked it up uh, on Wikipedia, I saw who your your major rivals were. Well, let's face it, it's rivals you haven't played in a while. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who your big rivalries are? Yeah, so Leeds fans hate Manchester United the
0: most, but Manchester United fans would not say the same thing, right? So you know, the War of the Roses was the red rose of Lancashire, the white rose of Yorkshire. So there's kind of when Leeds were coming up in the late '60s, early '70s. Manchester United also was coming up with Sir Matt Busby mm-hmm. against Don Reeves teams.
1: God rest his so, soul. Sir Matt Busby died in that plane crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Munich, Munich air disaster, disaster. Yeah. yeah. And uh
0: rest in peace, Everyone, you know. No no hate there. <laughs> I'm not going to That's terrible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Sammy. Sosa <laughs> <laughs> you just did the thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so so there's a rumor of a third kit being magenta and Leeds fans on Twitter are like flipping their shit cuz it's Ooh red interesting, and I'm right. doing I'm doing air quotes for the people who can't see right. but it's magenta so, it's a, which di- is it's a different <laughs> color it's a <laughs> different color but I mean <laughs> I hate Manchester see. United anyways because they're like the Yankees you know mm-hmm. tourist club Ugh, people worst. all over the world love them
1: and
2: the, you know I hate everything been. about
1: it so many bandwagon fans there well exactly
2: it, and it makes sense too because the cities are relatively close to one another and really you're a one club city so there's no intercity rivalry anyways. The other uh, rivalry that I had saw listed as well was uh, Chelsea. And I assume that's because that's a big London club. You had a big London club you had a rivalry with and you had a big Manchester club you had a rivalry with.
1: I'm yeah. not going to say it out loud, but insert racist joke yeah. about <laughs> who wants to be the A number one
2: racist.
1: <laughs> Forget it. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm, a, not no, gonna in, I'm, I'm not, not going to insert saying, the
2: joke, but I'm going to insert the I'm joke not, right here.
1: I'm not saying anything about Leeds fans. I really don't think that they're like that. It's Chelsea is the ones that are right. But with a nickname like the Mighty Whites, you can't avoid the joke.
0: <laughs> it's it's very similar. Like Chelsea were good when Leeds were good, and there were some epic battles. Leeds had a lot of proper hard defenders. Mm-hmm. Chelsea had, oh, Topper or Chopper Chopper Harris. Mm -hmm. And they got into some epic confrontations, the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a 1970 FA Cup final that actually went to a replay. And in the second tie, uh, Chopper Harris took out Eddie Gray, who was our most creative player, and and he couldn't really do anything. And Chelsea ended up winning. But now, actually, I fucking hate Frank Lampard. So I really want to beat Chelsea got it like the Darby stuff with Spygate and then him crying about Liverpool celebrating too much and you know the season starting too early and yet Mm. they trashed the away dressing room after they won the semi-final not not the promotion final the semi-final and it didn't really get out because Leeds, you know we're a classy club and but it got out that I mean they they trashed the dressing room there was stains everywhere. There's like, a brown stain on the floor of unknown origin.
2: Mm. So I really want to be Frank Lampard. Got it. Very good. Very good. Um, so when you guys were in the championship, because, let's face it, you're down there for a while, um, Who, yeah. who, what clubs really seemed to be – was it a lot of the Midland clubs, like the Birmingham City, like the Birmingham area clubs or, like, Wolverhampton or anybody like that that kind of became your key rivals? So –
0: I guess any of the Yorkshire clubs, there's like a, there's always a local rivalry. Mm-hmm. So there's Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, got it, Huddersfield, Bradford City. Even though they never met when I was following them, mm-hmm. and then there's a rivalry with Millwall. They kind of when they went down, there was some, there was a semi-final in League One to get promoted to the Championship, and they beat us in the semi-final. But you know, just kind of like the hooligan cultures yeah, over the years. Very true. Just,
2: you know, Wide, widely known that Millwall are some tough motherfuckers. We were talking about it, uh, Mel and I, last week about the the knife assault um a few years back in the Fuck streets you, of London. I'm Millwall. Yeah, where yeah. where the guy who disarmed the terrorists with the knife after getting stabbed that a dude. few times before he <laughs> ran into the fight before he ran into it said, "Fuck you, I'm, I'm Millwall. Millwall."
0: And my favorite my favorite quote was: They asked him in the hospital, "Did he say that?" And He said. I don't know, but it sounds like something I would say.
2: <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Oops. Even
1: better. Fucking love it. That is brilliant. And then the subsequent knife attack on a Everton supporter walking from the tube to the ground in the FA Cup two years ago. Yep, yep. Cut him on his cheek with a razor blade.
2: Yeah, the, the, the game where uh, if that was played at Everton, there would have been uh, VAR and the call would have gotten overturned and we probably would have won that game. But instead, eh, VAR wasn't there and we were a bunch of fucking spineless pussies and bent over backwards and let Millwall beat us. Yeah, I'm not holding any grudges about that at all. All right, so anyway, uh, let's talk more about the club itself currently in its newest uh, form, what the the team that obviously got promoted. And a lot of that, you can't go without mentioning uh, Bielsa as uh, as the head coach of the club. As Graham so eloquently puts it on a regular basis, I want Marco Marcelo Bielsa and I want him inserted directly into my veins like heroin, you know? Oh, yes, <laughs> so, please. So talk a little bit about his style of play, what he looks for out of his clubs, and what he has done as far as a formation for your club.
0: Yeah, so first of all, I fucking love Marcelo Bielsa. Like, I named my dog Izzo after Tommy, because I'm a huge Michigan State basketball fan. And I think Bielsa's just behind him in terms of my love of coaches.
2: Okay, very good.
0: And so Bielsa has a plan A and a plan A, and a plan a and that's that's it he like he sticks to his formation and that's what he does mm-hmm. so there's only just play better or i'll put players who i can play better well, what better. kind of
2: formation does he run out there
0: so he always has one more center back than striker so mm-hmm. generally it's a four-one-four-one, two mm-hmm. 2 center backs two fullbacks holding midfielder right and left midfielder who just run their ass off all game Mm -hmm. kind of a more box to box midfielder and kind of more of a 10 who's a creative player and then patrick bamford up front who does the striker needs to do a lot of the dirty work he can't just finish which unfortunately patrick bamford drives me crazy he misses so many chances (laughs) but he does
2: all the dirty work he get in the channels He harasses center backs back to goal win balls in the air, get it distributed out to wingers. That just the, the thankless shit that, that a striker has to do from time to time.
0: Yeah. So generally leads try to play on the floor. And if they go through the air, it's kind of like man city, how they cross from like the left fullback to the right mid and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then overload with the fullback on that side. Got it. So they like to not, not so much high press, but just that their fullbacks always are, involved in the attack that they're just already there. And then the center mid kind of drops back and the, the center backs play tight on the outlet balls. So they it, almost, really, it
1: almost becomes a three, a back three when you have the ball.
0: Correct. is so what you're saying. Also. Yeah. yeah. When there's like, they play a four, four, two, they do almost a three, 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 one where the center defensive mid drops back as part of a back three.
1: Right. When you have the ball. Right. Right.
0: And then if they play a team that has two strikers, because they want one more center back than strikers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Gotcha. So when they
0: play Burnley, they'll play a 3-3-3-1. Three, three, three,
1: right. But okay. it, lo-
0: it looks basically the same when they have the ball, just out of possession. It looks a bit different. Yeah,
2: No, of course. Got it. Now, w- with that in mind, do you think that that is going to translate to the Prem, or do you think that's going to get them in trouble in the Prem? So I think they're gonna, they'll take a few hidings, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think...
0: They're also going to put it on some teams like you. The first, the third round tie against Arsenal in the FA cup, Sam G will remember the first half leads absolutely bossed it, but they didn't score. And then second half Arsenal come out. They play a lot better because Arteta was managing and he got the troops together and they only lost one nil. The goal was kind of, I, I don't want to say Arsenal didn't deserve a goal, but the goal they scored was a bit fluky, I- but,
1: Inch a mile is all I gotta say about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'll say we're second in the FA Cup. Arsenal won it. You know, we were second.
1: You know, it, this <laughs> actually, yeah, right. This actually um, brings me up to a great question because in that particular game, it looked as if you pressed and played Bielsa's style the entire first half. And in the second half of that particular game, you were exhausted. This happened at Marseille over the course of the season this happened with Leeds last season if it wasn't for covid we wouldn't know whether or not it would have happened this season again um my question to you is are you worried about that two thirds of the season burnout or do you think that Bielsa will change that style to meet the demands of the premier league because we've already seen Norwich who like to play who mm-hmm. like to keep the ball on the floor who aren't particularly physical they got they were the fucking whooping boys
2: they, by they a took, mile they took a few scalps and then they just took and that was it by by december it was just bend over and take
1: it absolutely so do you do you think bielsa will recognize that and change his style because he's one with a reputation at least of being quite stubborn about how he wants to do things
0: yeah he's going to play like they played in the championship he he's played like that his whole career that's that's how they're going to play whether it works or not <sighs> And, you know, eventually, like, Leeds had some down points the last two years where they hit a bad run of form. And then, unfortunately, two years ago, it was at the end of the season. They couldn't pick it up again. So this year,
2: we it, what, were. What you're trying to say is they choked a big fat dick <laughs> at the end of last <laughs> well, two they, seasons what, ago. what
1: was it? The championship list, semifinals. Uh, it was against Villa when it Again, the championship semi final. Yeah, Darby. It was against Darby, Darby. I'm yeah, sorry, and then Villa beat Darby to go up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More
2: fueling his hatred of uh, Lampard. So they yeah. dominated.
0: Dar- so the first, the two games in the regular season, dominated absolutely. Hided Darby. The away leg, they only won one nil, but they were in complete control. And then they were up one nil. And then 44th minute, there's a miscommunication between the center back and the keeper. And Darby walk in and get an equalizer at halftime, and then it just fell apart in the second half. So you look at their running stats from year end to the beginning of the year, and they're pretty comparable. Now I know being tired it can manifest itself mentally, but I don't really worry. Like I, I they're so fit, and they used the fewest number of players in the championship last year, and that's a forty six game season. Premier League's only thirty eight. And this whole, you know, shrinking the season down to fit everything in—that helps. It's going to affect, especially teams playing in Europe. Like if you're Spurs and you're coming off going to Kazakhstan on a Thursday and playing Leeds on a Sunday, that's the last team
2: you want to see. Absolutely, that's true. If it's if it's going to be a team that's going to boss and you're run the pitch right. and make
1: you run a lot, hundred no, percent. I the the one point that I would bring up is fucking. I, I don't even know who was up front for West Brom last season. Off the top of my head, but Uh,
0: they had Hal Robson-Kanu, and then Charlie Austin would come off the bench.
1: No, this is perfect. Hal Robson-Kanu, the Welshman, Uh, used to play for Reading, by the way. Mm -hmm. Great goal Um, in the Euros. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful goal. Absolutely. But take Hal Robson-Kanu and Leeds' pressing style and everything else, and then turn it around to Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Harry Kane. Yeah, I don't care if they just got off a plane from fucking Dubai. You know, I don't care if they just got off a plane from Australia. You have a mental lapse. Those are the types of players that will literally bend you over not even spit on it and shove it in your ass.
2: Oh, I mean, and that's, 100%. Yeah. You know what Liber, I'm saying? And Liverpool the, is the one that comes to mind well, as far as getting... And a front three at getting, that, that getting can do tanned, that to you. Where you say you're going to take a few yeah, whoopings. Yeah. I have a feeling Liverpool is going to be one of them... So, at Anfield, 100%. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to be a four, dick five, about Four, five, one it. kind of matches no, where I, you just go, what the fuck just happened? Yeah,
1: no, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. <laughs> no, you're it. right. My, my thing is, is, is that's a totally different level when you're coming from... I'm exhausted and I'm playing Barnsley versus yeah. I'm exhausted and I'm playing Arsenal, Liverpool, yeah. Everton. And you have these players that they don't need to dominate you and have six chances. They need to have one glimmer of hope. And, and they'll make you pay. And they make you pay for it. And that that's it. Is—is is Can you sustain that? Because l- like you said, you have a dip in form. Usually it's attributed to the team being tired. Ed, he just has a reputation for that because of the pressing all-out balls-to-the-wall style. Yeah, And if you don't pick up enough, enough points in the first part of the season when you're you're fit and ready, mm-hmm. that spell, and trust me, I know, <laughs> I have that week in March every year where I, <laughs> I fuck up the Champions League or the Europa League, yep. I fuck up the FA Cup, I fuck up the League Cup, and then I lose three straight league games in a row. I know what happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm no stranger to that.
2: We like to call that pulling a banger.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I know what goes on. You know, ever since Tottenham uh, put that sash on their shirt years and years ago, Mm -hmm. and we made the joke that, oh, is that the seatbelt for you built in a seatbelt to your jersey for when your season comes crashing down? (laughs) Since we made that joke, we do that every season. (laughs) Yes, you do. It's fucking annoying. But anyway, so I'm no stranger to that feeling. When you have that dip in form, do you think that you're going to have enough points from the first part of the season to get you through that and keep you safe. So Bielsa
0: also with the falling apart at the end of the season, I E pulling a Brighton (laughs) is very, very good in the beginning of the season. And he comes from international management. Like he managed Argentina, he managed Chile. So with this shortened off season, he's used to only having 30 days to get a team ready. So I, I think they come out the gates firing Mm -hmm. like their form is great. They, you know, they're pretty much going to keep the squad together, though. I mean, they need to add a few players in the transfer window, but they've been with Bielsa for two years. They know how to play. They know his system back to front. And I think so. I think a lot of the championship teams come out fat, come out hot. And I think Leeds can do the same. But to your point about Premier League strikers, they'll yeah, if they get a chance, they'll kill you and Leeds play out of the back. So you saw when Brighton, you know, play Liverpool or City, they make a mistake and they're down three nothing in halftime.
1: Uh, right. Down three nothing in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. And, and that and that's and and like we everybody laughs about Spygate, and which yeah. was absolutely fucking hysterical. The only reason it was hysterical was because of the 15-minute PowerPoint presentation he gave to the press <laughs> after he was accused oh, of spying. It,
2: it was an hour. <laughs> oh, it was an hour, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Here, just, look look what I did. I'm gonna show you exactly yeah, how I cheated, the, and you all are gonna praise me for how brilliant I fucking right. was.
1: Everybody does this, and I just want you to take a gander at how I did it because and you'll see that they do the same thing. Yeah, they do the same uh, which thing. Which is fantastic. But like everything else, that step from the championship with more club employees, with more of the except at Arsenal, because we just laid 50 of them off. Um, more on that uh later. Yeah, that was if, nice. If, oh, fucking assholes. If you so when you do all these different things you got to think that every single club right in the premier league now has that same capability yeah. that's my concern with you guys is everybody has that capability to do it yeah so is bielsa's mind going to show through will you be able to bring in the quality of player without pulling a Fulham, right? Without r- literally spending every dime of television money that you're going to uh, get. Or a
2: Villa. Right. Villa did the same. Spend every
1: of dime of television money you're going to get to stay up. <laughs> and then hopefully it works like Villa, or fuck, if it doesn't like Fulham, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I just hope that, I hope for you that you do stay up because the Premier League, in my opinion, needs more Villains. Yeah. yeah, but it, well, it's the same it, thing, we said, it, it, well, the same thing we said. From my perspective, I'm not said from my perspective that f- needs to Forty happen.
2: and Slip, but same thing we said about Villa. There's just certain clubs you want to see in the Prem. Absolutely. Villa's a club you want in the Prem. Leeds is a club you want no, in the 100%, 100%. Prem. No, 100%. I hate we Manchester want- United. You need them in the Premier League. Yeah. We need, yeah. well, need them in the Prem and we need them to be successful because they're yeah. not fun when they're not successful. No.
1: and They're it, a waste of time to it, talk about. It also cheapens the league because of their history, because yeah. of what people expect, right? Precisely. So if Leeds comes back and finishes in 10th, the world will
2: quote unquote be right again. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, he, here's a thought. Um, just and then I want you to kind of highlight some of the 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 really standout players from last sure. season. Uh but the th- making it ugly in the championship is very different than making it ugly in the Prem. Yeah. And the teams in the Prem know how to do it, like the Burnleys of the World or um, West Ham, Well, West Ham is pretty shit on defense. I'm trying to think, uh, some other Sheffield United. Yeah. Sheffield United. That's an excellent example as well, but really the Burnley's of the world, the team that will put 10 behind the ball and they will sit there and they will let you run all over the fucking place. And then Ashley Barnes is going to score, kiss you on the nose and run right the fuck by you. And he's going to do that twice because you gave him two times to do it. Well, uh, how, how are you going to be able to handle the slowed down ugly version of the prem versus the slowed down ugly version of the championship, which is just tackle a cunt really hard, which is pretty much that's kind of the that's that's the slowed down version of the championship.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, it would be Chris Wood, a former Leeds player, to stomp <laughs> on us
2: with an assist from <laughs> no, Charlie Ashley Taylor. Barnes. He's
0: right. Ashley Barnes would kiss him.
2: Yeah, that's with, it. With <laughs> a
0: Charlie Taylor assist, who also was a former Leeds player. Yep. But I think you look at the prem don't have too many teams that are going to say oh it's Leeds we need to sit in. True. I think it'll it'll just be Burnley and Sheffield who don't even really sit in but they play a very, you know. Right. They always have people
2: behind the ball. They're mindful. Very, very organized. And, and Everton won't be ready for you. And Everton will 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 kind of pull. It. Well, I'm just That's saying, like let's say right. in the middle of the table, we kind of push it up, we kind of take the game to you, and then we suddenly turn around and go, oh shit, we're down oh, one. Damn nothing. it, we forgot we had Gabriel Sedibe <laughs> in yeah. there. Yeah, need well, his d- name? Oh, thank God, he knew. No, we did not no. renew that loan. No, we, I know, I saw that. I saw that. Mr. Sidibe gone. Gabriel, <laughs> <laughs> no longer Everton guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I see where you're talking about that. It's. Teams all underestimate you a little, not be ready for you. Suddenly find themselves down one nothing. They push hard. Maybe they get an equalizer. They don't get an equalizer. Suddenly you score in the 80th, and they're going, "Oh fuck! I just we just lost this fucking match." Yeah. So I I think they'll be able to play
0: not to the level they did in the championship, but I think they will outpossess most of the bottom half, and they will be able to create chances. But the big question is going to be. Can they finish them? Because Patrick Bamford misses so many fucking chances. It's unreal. He uh, frustrates me to no end, but he works so hard. So it's like, I love you, but God, put the fucking ball in the net.
2: Uh, talk talk a little bit then about the uh, rest of the team, some standout players on the team, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the... I have uh, one more Bielsa question before we finish up. Sure, and then after, after we talk about some of the players, we'll talk about a little bit of the controversy that uh, surrounded the team as well.
0: Sam, did you have a final point? Yeah, your Bielsa. No, I thought you asked
2: him the other question. No, no,
1: I'm going to let you. Oh, do Bielsa uh, yeah, yeah, first. Yeah, I was I'm let sorry. you do your Bielsa real quick. Um, so Bielsa also doesn't really have a long shelf life at clubs. Yeah.
2: Traditionally,
1: I hey, wanted to know. Hey, he's no
2: Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, so my question is: is is Bielsa in this for the long haul, the mid range, or will it all come crashing down spectacularly as as it has tended to do in the past? Will that manifest itself this season or next? if that's your answer.
0: Yeah, it's funny because he hasn't even technically signed
2: a contract for this year. Yeah, they're they're in contract negotiations right now. Sounds a lot like Bielsa.
0: But that's (laughs) like, he's done that already. He did that last year. Right. And they'll talk, like stuff with the clubs, with the back room or the boardroom. I mean,
1: there's no way Bielsa doesn't oh, he's coming go back. Premier League.
0: He's coming back 100%. I'm in for that. He's just not interested in signing contracts. But it's like, hey, Marcelo, yeah. we need
1: to get but this done. The most televised league in the world, and he's not going to take the biggest stage. He's not going to stand up there with a PowerPoint at the end of every goddamn, share my Zoom screen because of COVID. Oh, oh this is going to be
2: brilliant. Right, I cannot wait for Right this. now in Bielsa's <laughs> mind, in he, Bielsa's mind, is him on the sideline against Tottenham with Jose on the ground, his hand on the back of his head, and him skull fucking him at midfield. <laughs> that is exactly in Bielsa's mind. So, right let me, now. Let me, but that he's so is polite.
0: exactly what's in his mind. He would right do it now. with kindness
2: <laughs> and on the
1: scoreboard. <laughs> he would be apologizing while doing it. Yeah. He would
0: tell Jose, did a great job.
1: Oh,
2: brilliant. He <laughs> played
1: so good today. Uh. <laughs> let me. Um, so w- within that, I think, I, I don't think Bielsa will have. Any, any bone in his body to turn this down I think he likes the drama and so he's just dragging it on for the sake of dragging it on in my opinion
0: so from what people have said he's been involved in like planning for this next year it's just he doesn't worry about the contract for whatever for whatever reason uh, but the answer how long is he gonna stay I don't even think he knows and I sure as hell don't know.
1: Um, I, I think he's, can understand
0: that. for 100%, 100%, he's staying through the year because, like, all the outpouring of love that the fans have given him and just how he's kind of transformed the club, they can't let him go, no matter how, no matter, like, for me, no matter how shit they do this year, like, they have to keep him.
1: Well, and and for, for all of the shit that we talk about Bielsa and why it'll be fun for him to be in the Premier League and everything else, every player that's ever played for him, will run through a brick wall for him. Yeah, And that's that's the sign of a good leader and the sign of a good manager. Jose Mourinho, the same way. As shit as it becomes after a while, as stale as it gets after a while, Mm -hmm. as tedious as it becomes after a while, anyone that's ever played for him says they'd run through a brick wall for him. Absolutely. And you can't, I mean, all that shit in the media, like with Luke Shaw, I guarantee you in the dressing room, he had his arm around him. I'm going to talk shit about you this week, but it has nothing to do with you. I just got to distract from this loss or I do this, that, the other. I guarantee you that type of shit goes on. Oh yeah. And, and regardless of what the actual results are, they are obviously excellent man managers and wonderful minds of the game. Um, Maurizio Pochettino, one in particular, um, who I don't particularly care for obviously with his Spurs connection, mm-hmm. uh, but praises Bielsa as a God. Well, Bielsa uh,
0: discovered them in Argentina. Right.
1: Both of them being Argentinian. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, Bielsa uh, coached him at Newell's right, Old Boys. At, at Newell's, yep. And Potch playing for the man and then uh, being what? Not an assistant manager, but uh, Bielsa being kind of a sounding board while. Um, while yeah, I um, think he, when he uh, wanted Poch to get to Yeah, he came
0: yeah. and was like, give to, me some. Tell me thoughts. what to do. Yeah, yeah
1: basically. Absolutely. Uh, you can't you can't doubt the man's quality right as as brilliant as it would be it just it's it's kind of like Old man stand on
2: the porch and yell at the clouds, right. kind of shit. So that, it, a mad genius. Just don't, oh, don't, don't question it. Just know that he's doing it. And it, just, it. He's fine.
1: The antics are perfect for this show. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, put it straight in my veins. You <laughs> could be but leading yeah. off every week. So Bielsa did. Absol- yeah, He'd that'll be, whole, be the new thing.
2: A whole new segment. You I'm, wouldn't I'm, believe what yeah. Bielsa
1: fucking Next, did. I'm ditching <laughs> the racist and I'm talking about Bielsa. <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> my, thing, it, it just, it's absolutely hysterical. Those antics and that's all well and good. And that that serves us a purpose. But you really do, as a footballing man, you have to pay the man some respect. He's a quality fucking manager and obviously a good man manager and a good person, or people wouldn't want to turn up for him the way they do. That I just I talk a lot of shit, but I gotta give credit where it's due and I'm gonna give it there.
0: Yeah, so end of December, early July, they had like an eleven point lead over third, and then it kind of cratered to mid-February. And they had like a come to Jesus meeting and Bielsa after they lost a forest who was nipping at their heels and Bielsa basically said, you know, you guys aren't playing bad you know, we're just getting a bit unlucky or get, we got some bad results. And after that they drew Brentford, which they should have won. They had a bad goalkeeping error, which we'll get into their goalkeeper shortly. And then they won five in a row, five clean sheets and then COVID hits So they're back up. They're eight points ahead of third. First game back, lose to Cardiff. Two bad giveaways at the back. Cardiff, two great finishes. And it's like, uh uh-oh, here we go again. And then they reel off six wins and a draw, and they end up winning the um, COVID form table Right when the pressure was on, and they win the league by 10 points. And so I think there's a lot of team spirit, which gives me confidence and that. You know, they can kind of like Sheffield. They kept the team together. Right. They have a good manager who everyone knows how to play the system. And it's a system that not everyone plays. So you get a few wins at the start, you kind of build on that and you kind of maintain. Well,
2: Well, and let's face it, a team like Sheffield was a team that we had all written off. But I mean Sam and I both immediately were like, They're going right the fuck back down. You heard the our prediction show. Yeah. Ninth, ninth place battling for Europa in the last couple of games of the season. I mean, in, uh, until their yeah, loss at Everton, good, they were yeah, They were there. relegated. Oh, absolutely. In my absolutely. So that could certainly happen with, with uh, Leeds. Let's get more into the side itself. Talk a little bit about some of the players. Obviously, you've already talked about Brantford. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. Team spirit is such a massive
1: thing, right? 90% of this game is mental. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people that are better than me at football that I've gotten the better of just by wanting it more
2: and just having the desire to do it. Right. Period. And knowing your, knowing your teammates are behind you, pushing you, helping you, and yeah. wanting you to succeed. And
1: just, and just frustrating a cunt. That's, that's, there's nothing better than that, right? Yeah. So when you got Bruno Fernandez dancing around doing a hop, which will come on to an injury time. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's absolutely hysterical. They
0: just threw another
2: penalty. <laughs> so funny.
0: That is a key
2: topic in injury time this week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, And if you wanted to get injury time, how would you get injury time?
1: www.patreon.com backslash DU football show to find all of your extra content for just a nominal fee of either $5 or $9 uh, because 10 makes you think different. (laughs) And and if you just wanted a sticker, give us a buck. Thanks very much. Well, worth it.
2: (laughs) All right. So let's get into the squad. Yeah.
0: So I'll start it right back for Mr. Sam G over here. Luke Ayling, a former Arsenal youth product who played center back with Kyle Bartley, who I'm sure you'll talk about on the West Brom show.
1: You're welcome. Mm -hmm.
0: But he is a marauding right back, just runs constantly with his ponytail. And he does this thing where he'll have his, he's a defender, so he'll have his back to the touchline and he'll get like the slightest push and he'll just go down. But since he's a defender, he gets that call every time. Oh, God, yeah. Defender
2: gets that call every single time.
0: And I know if I was a fan of another team, I would be fucking annoyed. But I
2: love it. <laughs> a- Excellent. So we've already found our cunt on the team. <laughs> yeah. What, where's he from? Him and his. Little he's an
1: Arsenal youth product. No, yeah, but where's he from, though? That doesn't mean anything. We buy young kids from all over, uh, allegedly. Uh, he's, uh, we, he's he's English. I don't, sh- I mean, maybe their parents work for the club. Allegedly, sh- don't know. Sure thing, Wayfair. <laughs> <laughs> he's English.
0: Right. I'm not sure where he's from.
1: Yeah, everybody's worried about traffic kids on Wayfair. Nah, (laughs) it's just Arsenal Youth Products. That's it. Need need a new cabinet for the dressing room. (laughs) That's all that was. Isn't Um, that why
0: Chelsea couldn't sign players because they were trafficking children?
2: (laughs) 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 No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, Now that you're part of the family. Allegedly. Allegedly. Remember, Russian oligarch, (laughs) he can slit a fucker's throat. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, fine people. Those fine people. Yeah, fine people. Fine people.
0: Yeah, they got they can transfer now, so I'm sure it's fine. You can bring
1: transfer. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's brilliant.
0: So, and then at center back they have Luke or Liam Cooper and Ben White, who Ben White unfortunately is a was on loan from Brighton, and currently we're trying to sign him. We had two bids for eighteen and twenty two million, they're rejected, but he also turned down a new contract from Brighton. So fingers crossed, because I think he's a future England international.
2: Interesting, because uh, Brighton, I mean, I think Brighton are losing Dunk. I think Lewis Dunk's going to somebody in the prem beyond them. But you still have Webster, you still have Duffy, and then you still got, you got the guy you just got from uh, the veteran from, yeah, from uh, Ajax. So why do they need your guy back.
1: So, are we on to silly season? Or? Not yet. Not
2: yet. Okay. Because no. I've got things
1: on some of the players mentioned. Cool. We'll get into that on silly season.
0: Since he was so, such a big part of the squad, so they, right now, Liam Cooper is their only center back.
2: Oh, that's not good.
0: So, Ailing can play center back. He's not the biggest. He's like 5'10. But Bielsa. Once ball playing center oh, wait, backs,
1: mate. That's all I am. Yeah. All you gotta do is be hard, son. But Bielsa wants <laughs> Bielsa
0: requires like two percent body fat, so everybody's like skinny as a rail. That's fine.
2: That just all that is is all their body weight is fucking muscle, <laughs> man. That's it. Um, it, just because we're already getting close to an hour, we're not gonna be able to go through the whole squad. Give me another three players. So Calvin okay. Phillips, uh, holding midfielder. I I, I think could he could. One of those.
0: I think he could be a future. England international as well but a lot of that is because all they have is Declan Rice right and I haven't watched enough (laughs) West Ham to say he's better than Declan Rice but since they play so attacking he has to break up a lot of those attacks coming through the middle and he's excellent on the tackle does does also love a yellow card but he's also uh, he takes our set pieces Mm -hmm. is
2: excellent distributing the ball don't worry West Ham isn't going to have Declan Rice much longer either man after (laughs) me own heart
1: loves a yellow card yeah uh, oh, I do yeah. have to say quickly about Declan Rice has that thing like Steven Gerrard had where they're like so inept at using their hands. Have you ever seen them run and they get kind of like wrapped their fangs <laughs> uh, with, like talons as they run their Heard. hands just do weird shit. Heard. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess and also I have to talk about Pablo Hernandez 35, but he really makes the attack go. They are so much worse when he's not in. He mm-hmm. He's so creative. He can score. He can play people in. He just finds these little pockets of space. So he scored a goal against Stoke. He took the corner from, like, the left side. And then he just runs across the box. No one picks him up, gets a ball on the right side, and puts it in. I was like, how would you even think to make that run?
1: <clears throat> mm. as, as, age and experience. You remember, Same. you remember Jonathan we used to play against, old guy, old uh, Mexican mm-hmm. guy with yep. the uh, ponytail? Yep, yep. Same thing. One fast. But it was damn good. Read the game brilliantly. Mm-hmm. It just that's what comes with age and experience.
2: Few of the guys on Fuentes, uh, yeah, the club we used to play all the time. They just they're just they're crafty. Yeah, they're, they're they're fucking crafty. They're not
1: fast. They're not anything. But they they can read the play. They can
2: read the the game very well. And give the, them and an, they, give them an inch of space, mm-hmm. and that ball's in the upper nineties. That's, that's it. Kind of guy. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah the only problem is he's thirty five, and you know, can he handle a full season? Can he go ninety each week? It's, you know, I'm not I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. He kind of had a knock to start COVID and he didn't play the first match they lost. And then he would come on at like halftime because of the five subs thing. Now, Bielsa doesn't really sub a whole lot anyways. So I think he's more than willing to bring on Pablo at halftime and then only have two subs left because he generally just leaves everyone in the whole match anyways.
2: Right. Doesn't use a lot of people. So he can use Pablo as, as a... Is a change of game sub in the middle of the game and only ask him to run 45, not have to run a full 90. Exactly. Makes sense. We'll
1: talk about it during the silly season stuff. Mm -hmm. But you also just bought Helder Costa, who's also not terribly young. Right.
0: Yeah. So he was a loan with an obligation to buy. So we had him last year.
1: Okay. So he fits into the team then. Yeah. So that
0: was basically a way around financial fair play. Of, of course. Yeah. Kind of so,
2: had to buy him because you had the uh, the obligation to buy kind of thing.
0: So it's like, hey, we... Uh, we.
1: Yeah,
2: but you keep... put off the fee
1: until you get promotion to get the money. Right. That's right. why they did it. Yeah, and absolutely. they so
0: they could, you know,
1: you can only have so many losses yeah, over so many years. He's the wrong side of 25, for right. sure. He's like but 26. I, I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, not, he's not too old. He's not too bad. Maybe I, I keep confusing him with that old Portuguese Helder Costa who was older, wasn't he? I don't
2: wasn't remember. Wasn't there another Helder Costa
1: that was like 32 that just Again, retired? That just that I could don't remember.
2: Been. Yeah, there could have been. Fucking hell. Maybe it's like John Smith in know. Portugal. There's a whole <laughs> lot of Helder <laughs> Costas. I don't know. Um, Doubtful. Uh, let's, let's move on to some of the more uh, sillier stuff. Uh, who are some famous supporters, uh, famous people who love Leeds United? So I already know one. The biggest one is probably Russell Crowe.
0: So, someone on Twitter a couple years ago were like, You should buy the club. And he's like, Maybe I will. And then they took it and said, Oh, Russell Crowe's buying leads. Of course it. And I was like, Oh my God, it's going to happen. But then I was like, No, of course it didn't.
1: Um, but so right, remember- so there's,
0: there's one cunt
1: that likes
2: the club, and he also. So <laughs> he- Re- remember
1: when Elton John bought Watford, and that went horrifically wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the last thing. thing you need is a celebrity buying the club. Yeah, you so do
2: not need a
0: fan celebrity but- buying your club. Lucky
1: that did not go through.
0: I think him narrating the Amazon doc was good enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's all right. And then also, we hey, have. it's Russell Crowe. We're
3: talking about Leeds.
0: <laughs> well, it's a documentary, so it's more understated than that. Fucking <laughs> Australians. <laughs> and Mark Vaduca, also a famous Leeds player yep. from the early Mark 2000s. Mark Faduca. Very good player, by the way. Four goal game against Liverpool. Always show the highlights of it. Yep. But and uh, read to that. And then probably the second <laughs> most famous is um, Jamie
2: Lannister. Yep. Nikolai Costello Wald. Yeah, that king was Walden? exactly yeah. the one I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got Russell Crowe, a cunt, and then Jamie Lannister of the House of Cunts, king Kingslayer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, Russell Crowe's not that bad. I like him.
1: He just yeah. doesn't like people making wax figures he, you know, of him. He
2: just he he just apparently likes he a drink leads. and a fight. <laughs> yeah, what was he? does it? so he's Australian. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> and then, and then uh, jamie, our boy tim Olson will talk about that and then jamie lannister i stabbed a king in the back <laughs> yeah but he went on uh Leeds jimmy is perfect
0: he went on jimmy kimmel before the last season of game of thrones and jimmy kimmel's like who's gonna be the king in the north and he's like bielsa and jimmy kimmel like looks at him all confused and who's he's, like,
1: that? I'm he's gonna lead
0: the, he's like he's gonna lead them to the promised land and he's but he did like the promo video for BBC before the Arsenal FA Cup match. And he, mm-hmm. you know, talked about his fandom and he did a video after they got promoted. He's like, Marcelo, it's me, Nikolai, your Danish friend. And just <laughs> like, thank That's you f- good. so much for all that you've done. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's been pretty vocal. Um, there's the band, the Kaiser chiefs. Mm-hmm, they sang, mm-hmm. uh, I predict a riot and Ruby, but uh, they got their name from the South African team, the Kaiser chiefs, because mm-hmm. Leeds bought Lucas Radaby, who was a, their captain in the early two thousands. That's they got their name from that team that he came from.
2: Oh, cool. Very cool. Are we wrapping this up? Yeah. I was going to do the final uh, question. What do you got?
1: Uh, No, go ahead. Then I have
2: something to wrap us up. Okay. So final question. Should I, how, how do you end up doing? I'm going to say 12th, 12th. 12th.
0: I think they feel very confident that you stay up. I would be surprised if they went down. I guess I wouldn't be shocked, but I I think they stay up. I think there's a lot of teams at the bottom of the prem that I think they're better than them.
2: All right. So as you cheers your team, I am going to go ahead and pour you a little bit of uh, Malort because we like to give this to all our new in-studio guests. Um, And, of course, you are a uh, Patreon subscriber and you listen to the show regularly. And I just think it's right that if we have to drink this shit, you should have to fucking drink it, too.
0: For 16 years of losing, I probably deserve more than one shot, but I'll just do one. So fuck you Ken Bates and fuck you Neil Warnock.
1: <laughs> oh, Neil getting a mention before the Malort. Oh, the that's fir- good. Not the first Pause time not. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty awful, isn't it? Uh, you know, I've had it before. It, you know, hmm. it does it goes down eventually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the what taste
0: you- eventually goes away also.
2: What do, you, what do you got for us sam
1: i forgot you forgot
2: <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know it's speculation time all right so the silly season is fully upon us the darts are flying on the dart board and uh being reported as we speak yes i know i fucked up the word stop looking at me no, grammar no, no, police. No, wasn't that,
1: it was about my phil taylor <laughs> phil the power taylor post on oh
2: Facebook. very good very good <laughs> so um <laughs> Uh, before we turn our focus uh, back to Leeds, because this segment we're actually going to talk about who all Leeds is looking at and who they have currently signed. Let's, uh, Graham, why don't you go ahead and take care of the couple, three big signings that happened this week already. Yeah, so Nathan Ake joined Manchester City,
1: um, provides them cover at center back, yep. as well as uh, actually he does double as a left back, if yep. possible, okay. which is a position that City has had trouble with over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to play the, uh, the child, Zimchenko. Um, but he was also hurt a lot this season. Uh, Benjamin Mendy played, but Pep doesn't really fancy him. No, he, he was doesn't. kind of out of necessity uh, that he played. Um, so that you know provides him ample cover as long as, I don't know that he can lead the line as well as Emmerich Laporte. So uh, if they don't um, sign another new, big news name. Newsflash,
2: Laporte did not lead the line very well against Lyon this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> More on that on the paid show, <laughs> yeah. which you could find at www.patreon.com backslash TV Football Show. Nice. Um, uh, Pier, uh, Pierre, I'm sorry, Emil Hoiberg uh, joined Tottenham this week. Yeah. The big old Southampton twat with the terrible teeth joined
2: Tottenham. Yeah, he was linked to us forever and then ends up with Tottenham. So yeah. Yeah, he can go fuck himself.
1: So basically, lacelso very well, mm-hmm. I might add, played the cunt role in that team. Uh, brilliantly right but he belongs actually in a number 10 mm-hmm. uh position uh uh peh will allow them to put Lo Celso in a number 10 and be the cunt
2: and exactly the guy that jose wants yeah just a right proper prick to play absolutely. in the middle of the field and put people on the ground a
1: smile that'll make you dive too
2: <laughs> and bombay uh, is always hurt so you need you need somebody there Absolutely. well and and jose has just does not like him. He just does not Cor- want to play yeah. him. But he's also
1: in the same infirmary as
2: JPEG. Right. Uh, true. And then uh,
1: Willian. <laughs> Willian. Willian joined Arsenal. Are you
0: guys ever going to
2: learn? Don't yes. take
0: Chelsea castoffs.
2: Yes. yes. Yossi Benayoun played yet another, well for four games. Yeah. Yet, yet, <laughs> yet another Chelsea player who has uh, ended their contract, and Arsenal goes. Hey, come up to North London. Listen,
1: <laughs> hold on. Y'all talking shit already. They offered him a two year deal, but he's 31. He wanted a three year contract. It was solely about money and longevity, and that's it. And we gave it to him. He's a good player, as we saw after COVID, captain aside on numerous occasions, and played very well. I'm excited about this signing, to be honest. It's only about 100, $125,000 a week for three years mm-hmm. for somebody of his experience. You know Somebody that was on the end of a 7-2 drubbing by Germany in the World Cup has got to bolster our lineup brilliantly.
0: <laughs> Are you going to be saying this two years from now when he's 33?
1: In 18 months, yes. 24, probably not. Yeah, no, he'll hate it. <laughs> uh, uh, why is he on the couch again with Ozil? <laughs> him um, and Ozil
2: fucking playing Fortnite. Why
3: is uh, Ozil still on my oh, fucking team? Oh,
1: Fuck! by, by the way, <laughs> speaking of Fortnite, uh-huh. if... You are an Apple subscriber uh, to Fortnite, the app. There is a bit of a problem. If you have it, you can keep it. The problem is is that you will not get any updates and you can't get new downloads because Fortnite has decided to not honor honor the Apple taking a small cut of in-app purchases, uh, as has Google, so Androids are fucked as well. If you delete the app, it's gone forever until they work
2: out a deal. There are so many preteens that are not going to know what the fuck to do with themselves. And And as (laughs) it was (laughs) all. Well done. Well done. But
1: those are the three major signings this week. Um, And uh, I'm sure we'll move on to some fun shit in a second.
2: Yep. Well, let's go ahead and get into the moves that Leeds has already done. I'm going to read them off first and we'll just kind of bounce around and talk about them. And then from there, we'll go into the silly season as well. The players that came in, let's go ahead and give you the list of them first. Uh, by the way, as you know, name sass, I'm going to fuck up all the names. Just <laughs> correct me later. All right. So uh, already signed uh, Helder Costa, uh, Ilian Messler, Jack Harrison's back in on a loan from City, Joe Geldhart, and then Cody Dramath are all onto the club right now. What can you tell us about the people that they've signed thus far?
0: So I'll start with Joe Geldhart and Cody Dramath. And they signed one. Uh, so these are two youth players. Mm-hmm. Now, they,
2: I, I assumed when I saw the the ages, I was like, ah, they're youth.
0: And they also signed Charlie Allen from Linfield in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. So these are these are guys for the future. I highly doubt we see them in Get, the Prem. Getting loaned right out. But they're, I, de- I don't think they'll be loaned. I think they'll be in the Bielsa system. So another thing, he keeps his squad so small that a lot of the U23s train with the first team okay so they're kind of like the back of the bench the back of the 18 on match day got it so charlie I mean charlie allen's 16 so he'll probably be in the u18s but he's a uh, he was the youngest ever debutante for linfield which is northern ireland so mm-hmm. they're in the first qualifier of champions League. So that's how low that league is got it um and then joe geldhart i saw a lot of wigan fans on twitter being disappointed that he we got him so that's a good sign uh, he's 18. He's a striker. And Cody Drama is a fullback from Fulham, who's an, also an England youth international. So they seem like they have some pedigree. I can't say I really know too much about them, but mm-hmm. it seems like good signings. They didn't spend a lot of money.
2: Costa, we already kind of talked about. Yeah. With that was the option to buy, and you took advantage of the option to buy now.
0: Yeah, so they basically kicked the fee down the road so they, could, they didn't get in trouble with financial fair play. So Jack Harrison, this is his... This is Hattrick of loans from Man City. Mm-hmm. So he had an option to buy for $8 million this year. And we kicked that down the road next year. I hear it's around $10 million. So I think next year we finally sign him and he finally officially becomes a Leeds player. But this guy is actually, he has a very interesting story. He's kind of an American success story, but he's mm-hmm. English.
1: So this was the old um, the Manchester City I'm sorry, New York City FC.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct
1: product. Who came from was either Villa or Birmingham or somewhere.
0: So he to, was to in the Man Manchester Man U, City. He was in the Man U. Okay. Academy until 14. Went to prep school in Massachusetts. Played a year at Wake Forest. Got drafted first overall to NYCFC. Um, played with NYCFC for two years, and then City signed him because of the whole.
1: And immediately connection. loaned him out. Big surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. he got loaned to uh, Middlesbrough with uh, Tony Pulis. So obviously not <laughs> the best place for a young player. <laughs> no. So in 1718, he kind of had the a slow start. style of
2: a sloth. Tony Pulis. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: absolutely right. Or
0: pardon me. 1819, he he started out slow. People were like, "What the fuck are we doing with this guy?" And then second half of the season he really turned it on and he was really good for us last year. He's tricky with the ball, end product kind of lacking. Some of his crosses, you go, what the fuck? Who the fuck was that to? Which is kind of the same with Helda Costa, like great on the ball, but just sometimes it's like, Well, where were you doing? I hit. Like,
1: hey, look up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just take a survey of the field before you put a fucking ball in, mate.
0: And then Elion Meslier, he's French, he came from Lorient.
1: Mm-hmm. Um <laughs>
2: He I was, took French in college, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yes, we know this. I was many L'Orient.
1: L'Orient.
2: <laughs> <Nesslier>. <laughs> I don't
1: <he> <laughs> I'd have to look at it written down.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> he's 20. If only um, you had notes that I printed for you that are sitting right in front of your face <laughs> right fucking now. If only I had it written down. Please continue as he just does whatever he's going to fucking do. Yeah,
0: he's 20, and he was starting for L'Orient in the second French division, Ligue 2,
2: I think. Ligue 2. Yeah, and um, they brought in... Neslier. Neslier. They brought in a more... Ex- yeah, there you go. How about that? If only it was fucking it was written on down. page five,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> so they brought in a more experienced goal. So Monaco had tried to buy him for like 10 million euros mm-hmm. a few years ago. Well, under Henri. Uh, L'Oreal turned him <laughs> down. And then they brought in a more experienced goalkeeper, and he wanted to play. So he went to Leeds uh, to be the backup. And then our goalkeeper got suspended, which we'll talk about at the end. Mm-hmm. And he played every match uh, the last nine of the last 10 matches. Mm -hmm. The one match he didn't play was after we had clinched the championship title. So Mm -hmm. I think he'll be the starter next year. I, I hope he's the starter next year. Right. Because so Kiko Garcia, I'll talk about the controversy. They brought him from Real Madrid and he's on like 30,000 a week. So I thought I was like, holy shit, we got to keep her from Real Madrid. Even if he was the backup. Right. And he kind of, he had to, he had a bunch of errors. So by the time he got suspended, you know, this Meslier guy comes in and don't really know anything about him. And he he kind of studied the ship, didn't do anything spectacular. So, you know, we'll see what happens at the
2: Prem when he gets tested. When it's a keeper, you don't want to see any major gaffs. No. If he's not making gaps, you're kind of like, Dad, we're okay with him. He's yeah. fine. Good bloke. You could have De Gea.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Things could be worse.
2: So um Sam. Not what's, even good at nothing. No, Not no, no. Give it to me? He's just he's just that was pretty good. Y-
0: yeah, but Ian Henderson. But, they're just gonna fluck into another elite goalkeeper.
2: <laughs> Sam, it's now just too easy to make fun of De Gea. It's uh, well, too easy. Fair enough. You know what? That is a cheap shot. I expect more of you. I, I have expect a sauce. More what do they say?
1: Sarcasm it. is the poor man's
2: <laughs> thought process <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. What's well, this expect, saying? I expect more from you. Silly season. Come on, let's get this train rolling. All
1: right. A finalized deal also before we get into silly season is Ronald
2: Koeman has
1: been bought out of his contract with the Netherlands to coach Barcelona.
2: Have fun with that, Barca. Speaking as an Everton fan.
1: After their 8-2 drubbing.
0: Oh, that's a scapegoat all the way. They're like,
1: hey, you take over for a year. Yeah, just. I don't know. Koeman played there, remember? Right. He's a company man. Well, that's what
2: they want. They want a company man. Uh Uh-huh.
1: They 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 do need
2: hopefully keep fucking Messi to stay there.
1: They also need to change their president. By the way, everybody hates that dude's guts. I can't remember his name. So Messi wanted
0: Bielsa to come to Barcelona. Maybe Messi just comes to Leeds
2: instead. (laughs) Heard it here first. (laughs) Silly season, full effect. There's there's a dartboard. There's there's a dartboard right in front of you, and there's another dartboard three rooms away that he just hit. There's also
1: a mortgage refinancer in Leeds that is <laughs> crunching the numbers right now for the entire town to take out mortgages to donate to the club to pay <laughs> Messi's wages for a month. Oh, for a
2: month.
0: It'll never happen, but it's fun to dream.
2: <laughs> All right. Somebody got for of season. All right.
1: Uh, Tottenham are keen on signing Joe Hart.
2: Why? Not for the reason that
1: you would think, mm-hmm. which is why it's funny. To make Harry Kane feel better? <laughs> no. They need another Englishman in their squad to meet the Brexit rules of the, <laughs> having English players in their squad. Oh, they're pulling so, a Chelski. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're going to sign Joe Hart to be the third string goalkeeper for 15 grand a week maybe <laughs> to sit there in those nice comfy seats in the new shiny stadium and just watch real players play football. And do fuck all. Absolutely Which leads brilliant. need to
0: put in. We need bucket seats. Yeah. What are the improvements we need to make to Ellen Road.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It just needs seats in general. Not even comfortable ones. Just need seats. The, uh, it was built in the late 1800s, but they still have dirt floors. Um, the, the Bellagraph Nova Group, which is headed by a Canadian woman, uh, Evangeline Shen, um, they apparently want to buy Newcastle, and she wants to be the chairperson. Dot, dot, dot. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> That's the joke. There's nothing else yeah. that needs to be said. Uh, Omar Nias was actually released from his deal at Everton, uh, but mm-hmm. is said to be still out front of Goodison Park in his biking leotard, wondering when the next training session is because no one's there to tell him.
2: Uh, and then Chelsea are looking God, to bring you're in... such a racist. <laughs> you're confusing your black people. It's Yannick Belasi who is the one in the biking uh shorts. Whatever,
1: dude. Nias, and- Belasi, I, yeah. ca- I can't keep them all straight.
2: <laughs> Yannick Belasi actually trading with the team currently.
3: <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Uh, Omar Nias was the one that wore the wristbands Yes Damn it I got my stories blended uh, Chelsea are looking to bring in defenders John Stone, Ben Chilwell, and Lewis Duncan Apparently was given the green light by the director of football operations To do so mm. Which means that uh, given Ben Chilwell's current form And John Stone's his overall form For the last eight years They are not going to improve defensively And yet shell out 60 million pounds Yep, pretty much Don't uh, they
0: need a keeper?
1: Yeah yeah, they <laughs> need to somehow offload a 72 million pound goalkeeper as well. Right. Uh, and Cesar Azpilicueta.
2: That's great. They can get back to loaning and Lotus Kurt Zuma again because he <laughs> did perfectly fine for us.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's their keeper? Cesar Azpilicueta.
2: No, the no. Keeper? No, that's their left back. Keppa, uh, I mean, uh,
1: Keppa, Aretha, Balaga. I'm sorry. You were on. God. Fuck.
2: You're on fire tonight. <laughs> he gave me a, like a 12%. It's like 8%. Fucking, fucking
1: beach time over there. It is 8%. No, it's 120 proof whiskey is what it is.
2: Hang 10, bro.
1: Go ahead. I got so many things floating around in my head right now. I've been on vacation for a week and I listen to shit. I've just been thinking of jokes and then I got them all fucked today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Manchester United looking to offload six uh, players to fund a move for Jaden Sancho so he can go into obscurity there on the wings. <laughs> um, no idea who they are. There was no speculation, so I thought we could do that real quick.
2: Oh, it's Le- Lukaku. It, well, um, already gone. Well, is Lukaku now, already gone? Yes. Gone? Okay, they Now, did. I know who
1: it won't be, Lukaku, mm-hmm. and S- Sanchez especially, because they let him go for free. Yeah. Because he costs too much on his wages, Right. and Inter couldn't afford it if they had to pay a transfer mm-hmm, fee. A transfer fee So as it's well. definitely not going to be those two. What six players, real quick, are we going to offload from Manchester United to be able to afford the hundred and eight million pound rated Jaden Sancho, uh, Fred, Fred, definitely. you probably uh, get about ten quid for him. Would
2: anyone buy Lingard? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lingard, age, Lingard probably. will be one of them because Lingard you'll probably sell to sell to somebody for about ten mil. Derby in the championship, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Now Lingard costs
1: less than a meal deal.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, in England, two pound fifty tops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Bayi. Eric Bailly, definitely you yeah. need to get rid of him or Linda Luke Law by the roar right we,
2: we, which Luke is Luke
1: Shaw w- although when you buy Luke Shaw you also have to buy a treadmill so that's going to bring his value down a little bit <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> wait we, well um, what's funny is worth four come on well and they're not going to sell Pogba now because they think they actually have a chance <laughs> so Matic? Uh yeah Matich okay yep. I
1: think the old folks home would pay you thirty five pound fifty to take him in
2: yeah there you go um number six. Hmm. I feel like I have to look at that
0: lineup from the FA Cup when they played Norwich, and they look like shit. But I, I don't remember who played in that.
1: <laughs> if they can find a buyer, De Gea.
2: Ah, there you go. De Gea I number I think six. you
1: could still get, this is the serious one. I think you still get 35, 40 million pounds for him. The problem is, is you have a six-year contract with massive wages. That's you, the issue. Here's
2: here's an oddballer. Do you think Chelsea tries to take De Gea? No. Okay.
1: They've tested their waters with Spanish goalkeepers, and they're happy right. it hasn't worked out very well. Do not. they
0: try to cash in on Dean Henderson? They can't I don't play think into if They keep the Gea.
1: The problem is, is Ederson's good, Allison's
2: good. Henderson's not very good. You, you both. You, did you watch them hold against on? Leontes? Yeah,
1: they but hold on. Good. Both, both, Mar, um, uh, Emiliano Martinez and mm-hmm. Berlino are good. Right. Um, Willie Caballero is perfectly serve uh, serviceable, right? Serviceable, yeah. and I don't think that they have the money to spend that they would need to spend to buy Dean Henderson, Chelsea. I think Nick Pope is a more affordable option for people.
2: Yeah, so I don't. And Pope I don't think, will play number two because mm-hmm. Pope's had a full
1: career, right? And Henderson, I, I just I think they're going to command too much money, and I don't think Sheffield United
2: has it to pay. to right. Be honest with
1: you, I mean, if they
2: can't secure another loan, Villa could always sell. Uh, Heaton, Tom Heaton simply yep. simply because they can make some money off of the deal to sell him. I mean, I don't yep. think
0: Pope's that old, and he probably wants to play in the Euros. So I can't see him going anywhere to be a backup mm. this year.
2: No, but I think he could go to somebody like. But I think a Pope. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I think Pope could go to a team like Manchester United and just go. I'm just waiting for De Gea to fuck up, and then I'm in the and then, then I'm, I'm in. the starter. But t- but that's Dean <laughs> like...
1: Henderson. They own Dean Henderson already, and if they don't loan him out. So where does he end up? Jordan Pickford's falling off in form. You see Nick Pope end right. up at Everton.
2: Um, I, I guarantee I guarantee you if somebody offers us. If somebody offers us money for Pickford, I could see us selling.
1: But you also might have the money to buy Henderson or um to oh. buy Henderson as opposed to Pope. You may right. have the money for that. Right, and go just with that. I, I think you see somebody end up at Crystal Palace.
2: That's true. Potentially.
1: True. Yeah. Watford's gonna need someone. Um, so if you have somebody, right, well, Ben Foster's going to back up somebody, if in the you prim. have somebody that's not correct, maybe, Yeah. but you have somebody young enough like Pickford, maybe drops down to the championship for a season, brings Watford back up. Nah, he won't. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, DeBravka's not young, right? 27, maybe 28. It's terribly. Young right. But goalkeeper. he's not,
2: he's not getting unseated.
1: I just stuck my own foot in my mouth.
2: There. Fabianski's gotten his form, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with West Ham. I I don't... There's not a lot of room for goalkeepers currently in the Prem.
1: No, there's not.
2: All right, we are pontificating way too much about a position that really doesn't need to be pontificated about. And I used to be a fucking keeper. I was about to say, (laughs) you got to isolate that. Um, So so tell me, what what do you think Leeds is going to continue to do as far as signings? What do you think they need?
0: So 100% they need a center back because right now they literally only have one... Like, true center back on the roster. I mean, so you if, need more than
2: one. You need two or three.
0: Yeah, I think they probably go with two. So they have a youngster, Pascal Stroyk who played the last few games of the season, could fill in. Luke Ayling can fill in at right back. They can move other pieces around to get right back covered and left back covered. Mm-hmm. And Bielsa likes a tiny squad. Uh, they need a backup striker for Bamford. They really don't have anyone else and they need kind of a young, creative midfielder who can maybe sometimes start, sometimes come off the bench, but kind of grow into the Pablo Hernandez role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably all, and a backup goalkeeper, because mm-hmm. hopefully they get rid of Kiko Kasia, who i will talk about at the end. Yes. Um, and I think they're mostly looking at either teams that went down poaching their players, or Saeed Rama from Brentford, uh, mm-hmm. Eberichi Eze, who's a center attacking mid from QPR, just kind of the best of the championship. Kind, of, they're they're really going to follow the show. Or, the uh, or
1: mm-hmm. here's my dartboard. Mm-hmm. Phil Foden, after City signed Harry Winks, and <laughs> Phil Foden takes offense to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and goes on
1: load to Leeds.
2: <laughs> um, I I would say Brentford's definitely got players that are going to be sold. They're they their, their top yeah. three guys up front are not playing in the championship for another season. It depends on how long long their
1: contract is. And if they believe Mm -hmm. that they can honestly win the championship next season, they may buy into the project. I don't know how old they are and I don't know how long they have left on their deals, but there's a good possibility with a shortened window and Brentford doing okay, have the new stadium. They may be able to, to, to financially be safe. Yeah. Right. So they might be able to hold on and, or command a respectable amount of money that they could, buy a replacement right. that'll properly uh, fit in.
2: A lot of the narrative amongst the pundits during the the championship post-COVID was if Brentford doesn't go up, Brentford They're ain't keeping gone, these three guys. guys. We'll that see. was a, a particularly very much in the 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 playoff final where it was uh, Fulham beating them the whole time. That was the narrative the entire time. And I believe one of the strikers was a lone E anyways.
0: They're very much a... Moneyball Club. So if they get the right fee, they'll sell. Like They sold Malpai from Brighton last year. Mm-hmm. So you would thought they would kind of take a step back to offensively. Just kept on trucking. Ali Watkins was their striker this year. He played more mm-hmm. on the wing last year. Went right into that striker role.
2: Watkins is the one I think that was the loney. I think might have been a West Ham guy. I'm not 100% sure. I think they there's, own him. Okay, there's one player in that front three that was a Loney or are you
0: I thinking of Ghana at West
2: Brom? He was uh, a West Ham guy. Yes, that's who it was. Forgive me. All I want is
1: Griffin Park that just closed Brentford Stadium after 106 years had a pub on every corner of the ground. Mm -hmm. If that could move over to uh, the new Griffin Park, because it doesn't have a name yet, I don't think. If they can move that to the new stadium, they will be my championship club, hands down, end of story, no problem. Pub on every corner. Grams, there
2: it'll be it'll be something that we figure out when we go back over to London to watch games we'll be like yeah yeah we're gonna go catch a game there (laughs) we're gonna go catch a game there on the way to
1: Heathrow because you could see it from the M4
2: yes we drove right by it yeah
1: we'll just like get a bike lock and tie our luggage up outside
2: (laughs) it'll be fantastic all right so um you said about four or five players is what you think you need I think that's
0: what they'll get they I mean they like to keep a small squad cool yeah that won't end up
2: spending all the money so I think they'll be okay they're still gonna get fucked. Yeah. Well, as we've already established, Sam, do you
1: don't play no football no, no more?
2: No, we no play no football right now because uh,
1: Coronavirus. <laughs> the the <laughs> facility in which we play our football uh was a bit drab, to be fair. Yeah. Prior to COVID. Uh don't feel safe going back. Not a lot of air circulation, uh, a lot of humidity, not a lot of cleaning. Not very
0: good in general. No. Well, that turf, it's just you, how do you get the stuff out of the pellets? Oh, yeah. Oof,
2: just, and those uh, pellets are just as a goalkeeper. Uh, those pellets were everywhere listen, after a game.
1: <laughs> the, those pellets are rife with staph infection.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's yeah. just
1: in general of artificial turfs anywhere in the world. Staph infection flourishes there.
2: So let's turn our attention then to uh, F.K. Slutsk, who played their final game this Friday against uh, Minsk. One of the hard things, Sam, that's been going on lately, and obviously it's a Belarusian side and English is not their first language, but they do operate a Twitter that they hey, do in Vitaly English. Vitaly did very well when he was Yes, on Vitaly, there. a personal friend of the show. Thank you very much, Vitaly. Hi, to everybody.
0: I'm Vitaly
2: Trubula from... <laughs> yes, my man, personal friend of the show, <laughs> Avid Fisher, <laughs> so, angler, Let's angler, use the proper right. term, please. You know what? <laughs> my apologies. You're right. Uh the, it's the <laughs> on the website. It actually says Vitaly Tribilla
1: angler slash footballer list, <laughs> it, it the fishermen first.
2: Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, um, they have now lost five players that have moved on from the club where they just release a statement on Twitter that says so-and-so has moved on from the club. We wish them all the best. All five of them have been starters. Mm -hmm. So we know that they're having issues with financially and and that the league is helping them. Uh, They're going to stay up as far as, you know, the table goes. They'll be near the bottom of the table, but they won't be in the bottom three, but just they in a tough way right now, man. Yeah, they are. Spent too much money on the sex bees, man. The sex bees. (laughs) Too much cash money on the sex bees. Sex bunnies. No, no. uh, That's right. Sex bunnies. Sex bunnies. Yeah, that's right. They were sex bunnies. They're not sex bees. They're sex bunnies. (laughs)
0: Is there a boy, Vitaly? He did play in Europe.
1: That's got to command quite a fee. Uh, That's true. But I don't think he was one that was let go, was he?
2: Uh, No, but he also hasn't played since getting into the uh, Belarusian Premier League Team of the Week. He has not played a game since, but
1: what kind of, man- what kind of managerial
2: style is that? Uh, oh, you're part of the best 11 for this week. You know
1: what? Drop you. Well, What's that, that? You
2: doing out there? Well, and also let's remember manager, not there anymore. He said bye bye to the club too. I have to channel
1: my grandmother here. Uh-huh. Catherine Graham. Every time the Orioles fucked up in the early nineties when DC had no baseball, oh, she's, boy! every time DC through and through my grandmother a big but Os fan. We followed the Orioles because right. there was no baseball in DC from 1946 or whatever the last time the Senators left. Right. And uh and so now we're all Nationals all the way. I've actually got it tattooed on my body. Yep. We uh, see that. Yeah, so we're back. We're back in. I still have a soft spot for the Os myself. But anytime the Orioles fucked up, my grandmother would yell at the t- I'm going to write a letter. All right. Grandma. <laughs> so, you know what? chairman of fc slutsk or the sugar company currently funding you i'm writing a fucking letter
2: there we go sam and, graham <laughs> you better be ready use that google translate be-
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's gonna be like you should really play Trubula. my butthole is hurting from <laughs> bad toilet paper because google translate actually sucks <laughs> <And> it's,
2: <laughs> it's, yes, gonna- yes remember remember <laughs> Mike Rogers, a.k.a. whatever the Japanese guy, I mean, Chinese guy was. Malaysian. A, no, no, it's was Chinese. Oh, it was Chinese and living in Malaysia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh That was an Arsenal supporter. That should have been a giveaway. Great. Then also. <laughs> also Greatest show slash, in the history. Slash Irishman. You are greatest soccer show in history. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Yes. We'll get the,
1: all the good idiomatic expressions. Um, Mel, uh, real quick. You. You. Said that you had a Vitali Tribula uh, text message update.
3: No, I said that I messaged him. I didn't say I heard anything back yet.
1: Oh, what happened?
2: I, I haven't heard anything back yet. Well, cancel this bit. The second <laughs> I hear something, I will let you know. Cheers. It's like five o'clock in the morning there. That's fine. What, what,
1: what, you gotta get up early, yeah,
2: you? I think me. when
3: I <laughs> I think when I texted him, it was like uh 10 p.m. his time. So when he wakes up, he'll get it.
1: Uh, he was still scaling the fish out back.
0: Huh. We'll tweet. Du Nation tweet at F K Slutsk. Tell him to play Vitaly. Yeah, please get on yeah, it.
2: Everybody, get get Vitaly in the side. Oh no 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 no! And no, make no. sure you, you hashtag that Du Football Show. Oh,
1: please, please. They have a massive following on Twitter now.
2: I, I was I was going to say. I mean you just ruined Taylor's perfect game of you not ever talking an entire <laughs> show. You did ruin it. I mean that was that was not just a no-hitter, a perfect game. You ruined it all.
1: Well you know how you said that we were on a team against you a lot? Yeah. Against Taylor. <laughs> yeah that's it's true. Essentially the same shit.
2: <laughs> I agreed. Agreed. <laughs> all right. Well then uh Sammy, any part in words?
1: Yes, quickly I again credit where credit's due. Mesut Ozil did not take the pay cut at Arsenal, the twelve percent, twelve and a half percent that they they took. Uh, He cited not knowing where the money was going to go. And the second the EPL season ended, right, as they didn't lay, famously, did not lay anyone off because of this twelve percent pay cut. Well done, right? The second the season ended, laid off fifty people.
2: Hmm. And Ozil
1: said, "Maybe I was right to not take the pay cut." And you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Wow. It wasn't his responsibility in the first place. And fair enough that he didn't do it because they didn't give him assurances. And they and
2: they still fired
1: those people. Correct. So you know what? Sit on a couch and collect your three hundred and fifty a week. You cunt. <laughs> uh that was all that I had. I'm going to toss it over to David though, because there is a bit of a story that we forgot to cover. Um, because we suck at admin. Yep. So, David, take it away with your racist cunt goldkeeper. Yeah, so... Not goldkeeper, <laughs> goldkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so Kiko Kasia, he... So he was accused of racially abusing Jonathan Letko, who's a West Brom player, but he was on loan at Charlton. J-
1: His name is Jonathan Letko? Le- L-E-K-O. Oh, leko Leck- I Yeah. saying, Jonathan, let it go. <laughs> No, sorry. <laughs> no. so
0: this this happened on september twenty eighth and we didn't hear what he said. and then the end of February
2: he was he susp- pulled by what we like to call a Louis Suarez
0: or a John Terry we're, yeah we're we're getting to that. so <laughs> five months later, there's he he gets suspended for eight games they they still don't say what happened. And then they play. They beat Hull 4-0, which was fantastic. Oh, poor Hull, though. Jesus Christ, they <laughs> fell apart. But Jesus, they did. 8-0 to Wigan. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, don't sell your best players. Bad idea. Anyways.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the world of Sunderland,
0: Hull City. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and then a few days later, the report came out, and he had called Jonathan Lecko a fucking N-word. And ah, the old end bomb, like I said, a Suarez <laughs> and his defense was that he didn't know what it meant because he didn't really know English. Now he is Spanish, talks with an accent,
2: but you know what that word means. And uh, Sam and I can attest from playing at uh, in Jessup at the uh, soccer dome, all the Spanish guys. Really like the use of the n word. They know that they know what it means, and and there's, and they and they think they could get away with it because they're brown, <laughs> and, and, a, the, and the black yeah. guys
1: don't much care for uh, it. They get kind of pissed, <laughs> like Be real, like real from Cypress bit. Hill. <laughs> it, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like you're but not it, black. It's <laughs> it, so with the it's um, you know how the the false friends. There's words that. And then there's, I can't remember the term for the words that actually translate properly just without an accent on top. Mm-hmm. From like Spanish to English or French to English or whatever. Right. Yeah. The N word is, is, everyone gets it. Pretty they, universal. They all know P- what it is. Pretty universal. Yeah, they all know what it is. And fitting, we have the D-back bear
2: overseeing this entire conversation. Yes. You know what? If he was closer, I'd put his head on right now and just go, don't be a cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so your goalkeeper is a cunt, bit of a cunt.
0: (laughs) So, oh, I lost my train of thought. So he's a
2: cunt. He is a cunt. And so uh, lost in translation, didn't understand what the n word was. Get suspended, right? But uh, the club had been kind of behind him the whole
0: time, and it dragged on so long. And then once he was, they found out what happened. Like there hasn't been an apology from Kiko Garcia. There hasn't been an apology from the club. And no shit. Yeah. So it's a little.
1: Good on the Mighty Whites. (laughs)
0: You know, (laughs) they kneel for Black Lives Matter, and they haven't, you know, it's...
1: Properly addressed the issue. Oh, that's bad fucking form.
0: Now... Bad fucking form. So Tyler Roberts, who's, like, backup striker, backup number 10, he came from the West Brom youth system. So he's good friends with Jonathan Lecco. So it was, like, him, Tyler Roberts, Calvin Phillips, and I think Ian Poveda, like, they went to Spain and Lecco and another guy from West Brom were there. So at least you can see that they believe him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I believe him. So it was Lecco and Macaulay Bond both heard it, and they both said the exact same thing. Like, that's what they heard. So he, you know, Keogosia is like, I'm Spanish, I have an accent, I don't know what it means. I said something else. When two people said they heard the exact same thing. So he fucking said it. And it's, it's a shame because this is such a a wonderful season uh everyone else is such like s- good players they're you know they work hard they're not really cunts <laughs> most of the time and you know they kind of they're not big name players they've you know they've worked their ass off to make the premier league and unfortunately he's still on the team like i i you know i don't want to say i don't want to ever see him play again but i don't want to fucking see him play again for Leeds.
2: uh a little bit of the news that i did when i when i researched on him beyond just that was that there's look to move him and he's looking to move as well so hopefully that's done and well, dusted before mate, the season starts
1: when you walk in a party and pull your pants down and you got a little wee wee and everybody else has a big wee wee you don't want to be at that party anymore yeah so hopefully he would want to move on after terribly embarrassing himself <clears throat> and then shitting on the club, right? I mean, it, honestly, it made the jokes just simply, because, simply because of the name. I know nothing right. of Leeds supporters' history with racism. But this is a, a proper Chelsea move, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Maybe he could replace Aretha Balaga. <laughs> And give the give the old super blue whites a uh, yeah <laughs> something to cheer for. No shit,
2: <laughs> the old pensioners, uh, the God old pensioners, damn. bunch of racists. That's punks. a lot of fun. That's a All lot right. of fun. Well, uh, David, thank you so much for joining us, man. I know, I know, we ran along tonight, but I mean, honestly, I just wanted to kind of. The point of this during the summer is to do the big intro to the teams that are coming up. That are yeah. coming up, and absolutely, we're doing it next week with Brian. For, uh, he's going to be calling in from Boston, who's one of the heads of uh, Fulham USA. Is going to do this with us, and uh, then you know what he'll be? Mm-hmm.
1: Guaranteed, quite polite,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because that's very Fulhamish,
2: <laughs> not very ish. <Boston-ish. laughs> Who
1: has a fucking neutral stand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, 100 percent, 100 percent. The club released a statement about somebody tossing a pie over the the one kind of upper deck they have, and it landing on somebody's. Like, oh, that's not very Fulham-ish, What are you doing? Turn yourself in. <laughs> what club does that? But they
0: have fucking Mitrovic.
1: <laughs> yeah, who's the right. dirtiest a, <laughs> fucker there is? <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot wait for this. I I, I really want to goad the Boston out of him but I want to see the, him cling to the politeness of Fulham oh, at my, the same time. Oh, my
2: intro, <laughs> my intro, my insult joke, I'm just crafting the Michael Jackson statue <laughs> joke. Oh, I yes. just haven't figured out how yet. Yes, most <laughs> but, pedophiles are polite. Right. Yeah, or, just get What? Oh, God, did I say <laughs> that out loud?
0: They got to distract the parents somehow.
2: Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> Yeah. I, it, it is it is west london and it's right next to Chelsea. so you do Wee. have to say allegedly yeah. and also i just didn't know that us that just could touch kids too i, I don't know <laughs> what a lovely part
1: of london we stayed over that way <laughs> had came, no idea it was the red lake district <laughs> of
2: london yeah that apparently that's where all the hookers are yeah. <laughs> I came to it's find a, that
1: one out well, excuse me Call services.
2: <laughs> Call services. <laughs> Allegedly. T- yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's a fact. <laughs>
2: oh, definitely a
1: fact. They're we got <laughs> told by multiple people. All you have to do is text A bunch of Eastern Europeans up in the hotels. That's all no, you yeah. have to do. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, m- multiple people are uh, you like, Bellman, are, are you, you know, looking for some company tonight? Uh, no, no, no. Married, asshole. Like, come yeah, on. <laughs> no. See this? Yeah, please. I, no, we're not interested. <laughs> you know what the funny part was?
1: We got stuck with a Scottish wedding in ours. <laughs> We got stuck with a Scottish wedding in our hotel, but apparently in every hotel and where we were, all Romanian and Czechoslovakian. The, the same Scottish
2: wedding that got mad at us for being really drunk on Wednesday after the Cheetos spoke and said we couldn't get back in the fucking country. <laughs> yeah. And they're wondering why we're maybe a little loud at yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Mate, I also, I'm Scottish as well. Chill. All right. Anywho, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really had a great time. Really, really had a blast. And thank you for just kind of giving our listeners a little bit of insight on leads.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a it was a blast. Uh, I love talking leads. I usually have to talk to myself. So this is great yeah. that somebody was listening. <laughs>
1: yes. Sorry about the digs, but also not
0: fucking sorry at all. Do- you know what? <laughs> I'm in the prem now. I made my fantasy Premier League team and I could say favorite team leads.
1: So, oh, by the way, uh, more on that on the paid show and then the free show next week.
2: Yeah, free show next week. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll, f-
1: we'll figure out the uh, the logistics of the DUFC Fantasy League.
2: All right, so we're going to wrap this up. You're not going to plug again because you plugged enough. Um, next up is injury time. What, the, the Patreon?
1: <laughs> that's on <laughs> www.patreon.com backslash do football show that plug he's snuck it I'm not in gonna already. do it not gonna do it you're right come on people mama needs a new board <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it and, an, and, oh. and a fourth mic Se- <laughs> definitely yeah. a fourth mic
1: 17 17- subscribers and counting before we can get a new board <laughs> yes exactly
2: and uh JK, next up JK. next up is injury time and it's just more the same except for we're going to talk about uh europa league and the championship and the beers we're drinking and uh just random shit like on oh, a fucking
1: doozy david brought us as well and, um that's you're going to want to check that out that's worth five bucks to be honest
2: and and the uh, lovely correspondence from one Mr. Uh, Taylor, he crawled out from the taint and wrote a lovely email <laughs> to producer Mel. I think
1: his keyboard is <laughs> firmly pressed against the backside of your nutsack. <laughs> I heard. I don't think he has to leave the taint to send the emails. <laughs> I heard there was good Wi-Fi signal down there. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> Say, you know those Xfinity plugs that help it throughout your house?
0: Well, here's a fun fact. Sam's
1: got one as a butt plug. No,
0: Sam's uh, Sam's taint
1: gets 5G. It must have COVID. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hashtag conspiracy theory. Hashtag tinfoil hat. Allegedly. <laughs>
2: Till next week, everybody. Peace.
3: Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Streat to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. R.K.A. the fucking Gunner Graham, smoking a lord, looks great in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham, fucking united, fucking united. Hit the fucking new button.